Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? Welcome, everybody, here to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, as always, joined by Raj Chapalu on these post-game shows. Uh, Raj, the uh, the NBA on TNT is brought to you in part by uh, Clorox bleach. And had, <laughs> had that 14 run extended much further, it would have been my drink of choice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, the Lakers wind up winning 117 to 112 in game one of what it, what seems to be a, uh, an epic series here against the Golden State Warriors. How are you doing? Like, are you okay? Oh man, I thought I was going to die at the end of there. I mean, I knew they would make a run, but when that announcer kept like adding up the run, they're like, that's eight straight points. I was like, all right. And then it was like 11. I was like, oh God. And then the Jordan Poole three that goes in. I was like, man, this would suck to like come on after here and have to talk after that one. So no, I'm excited. I can't believe we took game one. We took home court back. Anthony, we're three wins away from a conference finals. Are you serious? Like we're three <laughs> wins away from a conference finals. That's saying that out loud, and I still don't believe it. Still, it just doesn't sound real. Um, no, I'm so excited, man. I, this looks like it's going to be a really fun series. But uh, yeah, I'm. Oh, I'm. I, I can finally breathe. I guess. So tonight was the first um, Lakers Lounge playback. We did. I did. I, I set up uh, the the kind mm-hmm. folks at, at playback reached out and they were like, "Hey, are you still interested?" And I was like, "You know what? Screw it. Let's have a little bit of fun. Let's see how this goes." So many regrets. <laughs> like, <laughs> I missed my couch. I missed my living room. I missed my back balcony because, like, on my back balcony, I can actually yell and all that other shit. I'm gonna have to like soundproof this. This mm-hmm. office, like I'm gonna get it, like I'm gonna ask for somebody to come in here, and 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 fully block it off because right. this is uh, man. Um, all right, so anyway, oh, the reason I, I mentioned playback was because you know it was so easy to dive into podcast mode, right? It's so easy mm-hmm. to you know people are asking questions, you see the comments coming down, and it's so easy to just kind of go into what I am paid normally to do. And in this one, you know, one of the points I was getting ready to make, and then fortunately it came back from timeout, was like how little, quote unquote, help, right, it took to get like LeBron and AD back here, right? And part of it is that they're healthy. Part of it is that like, you know, like things have kind of broken right for them, but also like this was always the case that I was making dating back to last year where it's like, no, you saw, you, 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 you trade away the guy who doesn't fit very well and you bring him in for a, a few guys who do fit pretty well. And that's all these guys need to, to, to make a meaningful run. And, and here we are, like you're saying, like in the reality of things, they didn't add some hall of famer they, there was no, there are no hall of famers that the Lakers added to their roster. How dare you except, talk about Austin Reeves that way? How dare you? How dare he was you already about... on the team. He was oh, just, he was true. like, yes, yes. <laughs> he was already there. Right. <laughs> but like, you know, Vando, good defender. We'll talk about him here. In a oh, bit. what a job. By, and, by and Vanderbilt. you know, D'Angelo Russell ready for this moment. You're really good fit alongside LeBron and AD. 
Um, Malik Beasley, who isn't going to play in the series, but he did help get the Lakers to this point in the first place. Rui Hachimura, um, whose role I would like to see expand in this series if they you know, moving forward from this game. But, but like, really, when you look at it, like the, the guys that the Lakers added to this aren't like fucking astronomical additions in any way, shape or form. It's just sensical. It's sem- it's sensible. Like look at me, English major saying sensical. It's it's sensational, is what it is. It, it, like watching watching LeBron and AD with role players that they can elevate and who allow themselves to be elevated. This is what it looks like. This is the the concept behind the bubble, behind the three peat, behind Kobe Kobe and Powell. You have two great stars and you have great role players around them who who ex- excel in their roles. And this is the result, man. And and no, the work isn't done here. And I'm not going to sit here and take a victory lap until the work is actually done. But fuck it, man. I'm warming up. I'm stretching. <laughs> so I, I get what you're. I get what you're saying. I just did not expect. Like after that win, you come on here to say like, yeah, you know what? The role players aren't that great. Like if you look around, if you look at it, look around at them, they're actually not that great. But no, like, and this is a different LeBron and AD as well, right? This is not the LeBron even of 2020. He's not, you know, yeah. he got to the cup a little bit, but he picked his spots in a game where, like, it was tight even at the end. He was still kind of picking his spots. Yeah. But holy shit, Anthony, I don't know if we can curse, but, oh. like, holy, holy oh, yeah, crap, Anth- holy crap, Anthony Davis, man. Like, third, what did he finish with? Uh, 30 and 23, boxed out Kevon, while boxing out Kevon Looney, being up on the screens. Um, And, yeah, we have a, we got this team in February, and most of them didn't. Like, D'Lo played, what, like, eight games since then? Yeah. Holy crap, what a D-Lo game. Like, what a way to come through in that one. But they haven't really played. Vanderbilt being able to just be like, hey, we're going to throw you on maybe the best player in the world, maybe second after AD tonight. But, like, we're going to throw you on maybe the, the best player in the world, and you're going to bother him uh, the whole time and be able to do that on a $4 million contract. Rui came in and picked his spots. I thought Troy Brown was huge. Like, he he got lost some on chasing. But, like, this is a, like a complete team, it feels like. And yeah. it's so weird hearing the announcers and – some people saying, "Oh, the Lakers are kind of deeper than the Warriors." That's nuts! Like that—that's nuts to say. That's insane. This team was two and ten starting Patrick Beverly and Lonnie Love, Lonnie Walker, but starting Lonnie Walker um, to start the season and where we're at now, where we have like two-way guys, two-way guys. We're like, you don't even have to make offense, defense, subs. A lot of times, you have two-way players on the team. It's it's insane. And LeBron feels it. There was a moment tonight, Anthony, where like we went up eight, and you just look at LeBron. They pan to LeBron. He's like. We have them, you know, like we we have them. And like, yeah. it was like third quarter, you know? And he's like, we have them. I was like, oh shit, like, holy crap. Like he feels it. And AD yeah. obviously felt it playing the 40 minutes. But uh, no, we have a complete team, man. And I think we have enough of a sample size to show that this is uh, legit. This feels real. This, there's nothing facade about this. Like this feels legit and something that is replic- replicatable um, going forward. Replicable. So um, yes, <laughs> can't talk anymore. Can't talk I'm anymore. I'm the one who's been drinking. Um, yeah, I, we'll get to the game at some point, but I do, I do think it's important during this run to stop and smell the roses every so often. Oh yeah. And this is one of those, this is one of those times where you look at it and you're like, how, what y'all were two and 10 Raj, how perfect is it that they start this game down to 10? Yeah. They started the season down to 10. You know, according to some metrics with what, like a 0.3% chance at making the playoffs, let alone fucking winning a series and winning a home game in round two or winning an away game in round two. Yeah. Like to go from where the Lakers were. And it was funny because like Harrison and I, our running joke basically throughout Rob Polinka's tenure is like, you can always tell things are going pretty well because you cannot keep him off the TV. Right. Like he's. He's he's like, always man, if, around. If, if he makes trades like this, go ahead. You know, no, go, you know, have, that's the thing. Start a that's podcast. Do <laughs> go live on playback. No, 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 like no. just do whatever not, you want to do. We're not doing. We're not going full Bob Myers. Bob Myers is on the other end of this. He has a podcast. Oh, yes. His team is down one zero. So like in this case, it's focus on the basketball. But like, yeah, I think it's so important here to to stop and 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 kind of you know marvel gratitude at how far this you know this has come and again you know kobe would kobe the ghost of kobe is going to walk into my office right now and slap me upside the head right because he's like job's not done right why why aren't you smiling kobe job's not done why aren't you smiling Mm -hmm. because 
why would I be fucking, why would I be smiling? The job isn't done. <laughs> so absolutely fine. But, um, to the point that like Giannis was made and I mocked him for, to a certain extent, um, you know, progress isn't something that just happens. It's this, it's this, uh, long arduous track that you stick to and you stick to and you stick to and, and eventually, hopefully you get to enjoy it. And, uh, if all you enjoy is the end result, you know, then you've, you've missed out on the entire road to that point. And I think this is one of those important steps on that road where, you know, I don't know if you ever took car trips when you were a kid, when you were a kid. Um, but like we used to take, we used to drive up to Tahoe every year back when I mm -hmm. lived with my folks and every so often you'd be driving up like big Sur, and my dad would just like pull the car over and it would drive me nuts when I was a kid because it was like, I just want to get there. I want to get out of this car. I've been sitting next to my stupid little brother for way too damn long. I have to get out of this stupid thing. <clears throat> but now that I'm a dad, you kind of look at it and you're like, you know what? If I was in that spot, I would have pulled off too. I would have taken yeah. pictures. I would have enjoyed the fact that I would have enjoyed the road there because those moments with the family is what really kind of matter. And, and in this one, this is that, this is that stop along, you know, along big Sur where you kind of look at it and you're like, holy shit, man, this, this, this happened. Look at you, Paul Rudd. Look at us. Look at us. Who would have seen this coming? Not me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> First of all, I've seen that meme. I don't watch that show, but I know it's from like the barbecue chicken or something. Buffalo, something Buffalo, hot wings, Buff yeah. Buffalo hot wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, no, you're right. And, you know, so most of the people who talk about this team, they're like, you know, everything before the trade land deadline doesn't matter, right? That's kind of the slogan that you hear everywhere is that like, uh, you ignore everything before the trade deadline. I disagree with that. Like, I think Dennis playing this well is from the, fighting through like a terrible team trying to get to the mm. top right and trying to find ways Reeves too. to be a, to be effective Austin Reeves Austin Reeves not just this season last season like him showing that like he's capable him like being a guy who can defend and hit threes like you're getting the fruits of that labor from last year Troy Brown as well right comes through tonight being physical being able to chase around a guy you can just throw on Clay Thompson and he got eaten by a lot of screens tonight but those are guys that like were part of the team before the trade deadline and People bring up the two for two and ten, which obviously was a it was a destructive start. But I I continue to bring up Anthony February twenty eighth, which isn't that long ago as you know people think. We were the twelfth seed, twenty nine and thirty three, four games under five hundred during that time. Uh, and you know if you look by the seedings, uh, Denver was the one seed, Memphis was two, but you had Dallas as the seventh at that time. Uh, Golden State was fifth, like. That was a long road up to like just from there. So this team went on a huge run and they feel confident. They look legit. But I, I agree with you. I tweeted this morning. I go back and forth between having like gratitude from where we're at just to be in this position and also looking at the playoffs like Boston lost game one. Yeah. Miami, Nixon like is going to be a conference final. Denver. Denver looks I mean, legit. Denver's playing. Denver looks legit, but I mean, like, just matchup wise, that's like a team that we play well against that has that get that we give them matchup mm -hmm. issues. You know what I mean? And Aaron Gordon, a guy we can play off of, that's for later on. But like, like those those are the kind of things I I struggle with. But you're right, just where this team was to where it is now, um, I think they're legit. I I think it's real, and uh, LeBron and AD know that. And this team is being handed over to Anthony Davis, like while we watch. You know, yeah, like like. These don't these things don't happen just by choice. They happen more organically. Remember, like most yeah. people, are like when well, when is LeBron gonna hand over the keys? No, you take the damn keys. Like you know, you tell the yeah. dude go in the you go get in the back seat. He doesn't tell you to sit in the front. Um, and I think we're watching that happen live, which is which is so cool cool to see. Yeah, I remember when I first started driving, and my dad was like, "Hey, man, do you mind do you mind taking over for a bit?" And I was like, "No, I <laughs> what? Like, are you sure? <clears throat> the whole family's in here." If I fuck up, everybody's going down, <laughs> you know, but then eventually, like, eventually you're right. Like, because it is a process, eventually you can, you, you, you know, we would go on one of those trips or whatever. It was either to Tahoe or we would drive to El Paso and I would kind of look at dad and he would look kind of tired and I'd be like, we would stop for gas. And I'm like, Hey man, like, do you want me to, you could take a nap. Like I, I could take over. Mm -hmm. And, and it's the kind of thing that like, you know, it's a lot easier to step into those, to the, to that spot on your own and what we saw tonight 
we saw it defensively in the Memphis series, but we saw it tonight on both sides of the ball. And one of the plays that I think really stood out to me, um, two of them actually. So one was a bucket that AD got that I think was like in the third quarter. Um, he hadn't touched the ball in forever and the Lakers missed a jumper and he was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go get this rebound myself. And he finished over the top of everybody. Right. It was, it was yeah. in the ask. Right. Um, but another one that really kind of stood out to me that we haven't, we've seen him get on guys defensively, but we haven't really seen him get on guys offensively. And D'Angelo Russell took a shot at the end of the half that AD had position inside on. And mm. AD, like it, Russell winds up missing the shot. AD doesn't get the rebound. And AD like makes it known. He like, yells underneath the basket. Yo, like, you cannot miss me here, you know? Yeah. And and like that that is specifically what I've been waiting for, right? That Shaq, like, you know, Shaq would break schools. Hey, point guard, you over there. Hello? Hey, bud, give me the fucking ball, you know? And he would make it known. And that was part of why he and Kobe hated each other. But like, um, but with with AD, I've been waiting for him to do that same kind of thing, right? Where where who what no matter who it was. You had Schroeder take a couple dumb shots tonight. You had D'Angelo Russell. And part of, like, D'Angelo Russell's dumb shots just kind of come with a good game. But still, sure. like, there was there were still some moments where AD was like, yo, I haven't touched the ball in, like, a half hour, y'all. And they're on a run. Can I get the ball? You know? And, and that is what – that's the next kind of step in terms of leadership that we've been waiting to see from AD, especially in a spot like this on the road against this team, against that guy specifically too, Draymond, right? Draymond is a guy who's given AD real big problems over the course of his career. And for AD to be like demanding the ball in this yeah. spot against that guy like that, that's a real step forward for him. And look, if AD is going to be the best player in the series, I like the Lakers chances. He didn't. So we've seen good AD games, right? We've watched them. We've seen like, even in this playoffs, he's had the 31 and 17 he looks so comfortable as the best player. I don't know how to, like that makes sense, but like he looks like he knows, like he looks so comfortable the whole time. Like he yeah. knew Kevin Looney could not stop me. He had a play today where I just haven't seen this, where like we were running these handoffs with D'Angelo Russell, right? So every single time D'Lo comes off, the and he was he, and he faked the handoff and went to the rim. And that was just like, he's like, okay, I'm going to read this play. And in like a playoff situation, you don't really see like guys like being able to read the play. And like, I just thought him, he just looks super comfortable out there as the go-to guy really. And every time we went to him on, on screen rolls in the post, he, you know, Draymond got a technical because he was being so physical with him. Like he could not yeah. Draymond, by the way, huge leash on technicals. I feel like that tech could have came yeah. like in this, in the second quarter. He picked and he up kept one in every, in the, in the entire league is like, Hey, all right, here, here's <laughs> your one. Here's your one. Now say whatever you want from here on. Oh out. my Doesn't God. Matter. And he, he kept oh, going too. Um, but no, like 80 with the jump hooks and, we we put like isolations on Looney on the left side and, and like drove right hand him. He had like a, a reverse layup around Looney, got to the free throw line. You talked about the offensive rebound. That was over Clay Thompson and Looney, got it over two people, laid it back in on a LeBron miss on the jumper, but he was just massive. And yeah, he's been the best player to me in the playoffs. Um, and that didn't change tonight. He he looked like the most dominant guy on both ends. There was a play though in the first quarter, and like it was on a Steph block. I think they got the rebound or whatever, but Steph drove and then Looney was at the dunker spot and Steph was like about to pass it to Looney and AD took away the pass to Looney. Steph decided to shoot. Then he blocked Steph's shot. I was like, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. And you could see Steph go like, oh, damn. And then the Warriors just, <laughs> then the Warriors just stopped going inside. Like he, they com yeah. he completely removed the paint and they hit 13 threes in the first half, right? They were absolutely on fire. Um, but he just took away the rim. Down Six one, free though. throws for yeah, down one, six free throws for them for the entire game. Wiggins had a few where he's like pump faking three times. He was, they were seeing ghosts, and uh, it's just man, he's he's such a monster and so unique in what he does. It, it's there's very few players in the league like him, and when he's at his top of his game, this is what it looks. This is what it looks like. He plays like this. He's the best defensive player ever. Ooh, ever. Like he does. <laughs> if he does that to this Golden State Warriors team. Right. And like, sure, they don't have Kevin Durant. And like, you know, you know, if you want to talk about like what he could do to the greatest, you know, offensive teams of all time, fine, whatever. But to this Golden State team to, to you know, to essentially eliminate the paint 
for one of the best offensive teams that we have ever seen in the hit. Like not, not just like a one-off team, right? Like the, 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 the Dallas Mavericks come to mind as like a really good offense in a, mm-hmm. a record setting offense that was kind of a one-off because Luca is just that kind of special. But <clears throat> in this one, it is a dynastic offense an offense that revolutionized the sport. AD wiped them off the face of the planet when it came to the paint. They had zero, they had zero comfort in, in those spots. And that was all, it was all. And you know, look, we're going to talk about uh, Jared Vanderbilt and, and the effort he gave too. But like, we, we've talked about this over the course of this season with the way that Ham utilizes AD, where he basically, you know, it's kind of, it's, I've, I've likened it to Richard Sherman when he was in his prime. And um, the, the, the Seattle Seahawks, essentially, what they used to do <clears throat> was put him on one side of the field, and it would eliminate that side of the field. And, mm. and it would allow their defense to focus, basically, their, past, their, their secondary especially, to focus on just half of the field. And and for the Lakers, and with the way that Ham has utilized AD all year, they've put him in the paint. And that's the most important territory in basketball is the middle of the the middle of your offense. And Ham the with the way that he's utilized AD, he's just like, you're just not gonna have that space. You can come here occasionally. <laughs> you, but but like you you, you can make I- forays into the paint occasionally, but when you get here you're gonna have this freaking pterodactyl dragon beast who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna send all of your shots to the nether realm. Like this is just what, what he what he does in there. And like you you mentioned Wiggins, there was a play in transition, Raj. There was a play oh, yes. in transition mm-hmm. where uh, you know AD gets back, and you could see Wiggins was hoping that he would do the pump fake, and and AD would fly down to the baseline, but no, AD waits there. And then Wiggins turns a transition opportunity into like a seven foot fall away jumper. And it was just because AD, it was it. That, that, that was like AD was on the court and Wiggins was like, nah, nah, I'm good. I'm not. And Wiggins, Wiggins is the best athlete on their team. Like he's, he's the guy who you would think like he dunked on. I think he dunked on AD tonight um, on that putback. Putback, but like, yeah. But like he's the guy who you would think would challenge anybody at the rim, and even he was like, "Nah, I'm all right. I'm good. This sucks." I, I can I, Kirk, can you, Steve, can you sub me out? I want to go I another two month hiatus. That that sucks. I don't want to play against that guy. <laughs> I don't know how he did it, but there, like somehow I got to go to, go back and watch. But like he was up on the screen, and then somehow still got back to protect the rim and then still boxed out Looney and got the rebound. And he did this like the whole night. Like he would, they would set the screen. Steph would come off. He would show just enough to dissuade the three point line. Then he would do just enough to take away Steph from trying to turn the corner on him. And then he would go back and box out Looney and get the rebound. I'm like, Holy crap, dude. And he's doing this all like, he's doing this the whole time. Um, and he's in like two places at once. And it's just, such a weapon to deploy defensively um, against the Warriors. And that's how you have to guard them. And really the Warriors, their only shots were like threes. Like that's all they could yeah. get open. Andrew Wiggins was taking like uh jab step threes as well. Nothing in the paint. And then that combination, Anthony, we're getting to him later, I'm sure. But Vanderbilt, LeBron, and AD, they just look absolutely overpowering against the Warriors. Like and the Warriors went to this lineup. It was like pool, step, clay. And it's like, so small and those guys try to get to the rim and they're getting swatted in like late mm-hmm. game situations like last five minutes of a game close game where he's going to going on a run and steph gets swatted by anthony davis on a floater a, on a floater yeah that's like a shot that people don't get to that's the point of taking a floater right <laughs> yeah, is that right. it's away from the rim and ad's yeah. still getting to that um yeah he was just oh there's not enough you know things to describe uh, what he did tonight in a 30 and 20 game just like what a response like the whole, you know, the whole, the whole conversation was, well, they just took Sabonis out. Like, you know, what are they going to, what is Anthony Davis going to do against Kevon Looney? Uh, 31 points, <laughs> 30 points and uh, 23 rebounds, eight for eight from the free throw line, 11 for 19 started off. I think nine for 10 from the field just told, and he hit like two jump shots, two mid range pull-ups. They took Man. Looney out of the game at the end of the game. Yeah. Looney was not playing <laughs> at the end of that game. Like, and that was the thing that, you know, I said on the playback, and I should have written it was like, 
the way that the Lakers win this thing is if they make him unplayable. And down the stretch, the, the Warriors decided he could not be out there. Part of it was because they needed to go on a crazy run. And to their credit, they did go on that run, right? They were on a 14-0 mm-hmm. run that had me contemplating all all different kinds of things, <laughs> directions that I should have taken my life in. Um, <laughs> should have go watch but, baseball or something. Like, I yeah, should have, right, like, really right. switched. Should have gotten into hockey. It's way less stressful. I know hockey fans. It's, it's way more stressful. I get it. But, but like... But yeah, I um, if 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 Looney is is um, deemed in any way less playable than he was against Sacramento, that is a big blow to what uh, uh, Golden State tries to do. Right? I keep on wanting to call them Oakland, but they're like in San Francisco now. But yeah, um, like if they if if Golden State uh, doesn't have Looney there creating extra opportunities for their offense. That's a giant chunk of their offense taken away. That is such a big part of their identity. It is just gone. Um, and it, it, yeah, it, that was that stood out to me as a move that Kerr made. Was like, yeah, we can't keep this guy in there. We need to go on a run, and we aren't going to go on a run with him out there not being guarded. Um, the only thing that, you know, and I thought Ham coached a really good game. I didn't like him going small to match up with them going small. Pulling Vando, right? That yeah, that, that I didn't like yeah, that pulling Vando for Dennis. Yeah. No, I didn't like that either. I thought that was the wrong move, but I got it in the sense like he was just trying to, you know, get, you know, Dennis on his step and then have a little bit more space, taking Vando out and having the three ball handlers with scoring. But that mucked up our offense anyway. I thought Vando was uh, playing well. But I thought Ham overall, like you said, I thought he coached a really good game. Beasley didn't yeah. touch the floor. I thought Troy Brown was fantastic. Um, and he well, went into win. Fantastic. Oh, he was not, not, not great. But like, I thought he played hard in his minutes and he had a big three that when the Warriors were cutting the lead down, he hit yeah. a corner three to push it back to nine, which yeah. is just a huge shot. Like role players have to hit big shots. Um, and I thought he did. And uh, yeah, no, no Malik Beasley, AD and LeBron Anthony. So AD 44 minutes, almost 43 and 50 uh, LeBron 40 minutes. So they knew how important this game was. I was, I was surprised that AD and LeBron did not sit the fourth. They started the fourth together and just did yeah. not sit. I did not see that coming, especially with, you know, us playing every other day now. Um, but this was like, you could tell how important this game was. They came in similarly to how they did the Memphis game. And uh, it was, yep. you know, they, they got the lead in the third and, and never really relinquished it until it, the game tied, I think, like at, with like two minutes left before the D'Lo basket. How about that? That's going to go unnoticed, I bet, with like everything that went on. Game tied, 128 or whatever it was. Yeah. I forgot the exact score. D'Lo, like a turnaround shot fake over like off andrew the- wiggins i was like what oh, i think off the glass God. too right yeah off the glass yes <laughs> uh, man. um i want to we gotta we have to talk about jared vanderbilt we yes. have to um coming into the series i was uh and look by the way wouldn't shock me at all if steph has a stellar game and makes vando look like you know four million dollar player right that steph <laughs> is that good you mentioned him yeah. as the best player in the world right now Maybe. It's really mm-hmm. hard for me to disagree. Um, I personally would have Giannis, but Giannis is also sitting at home. So yeah, but He's hey, watching with us. Yeah, he had playoff success despite losing. Um, yes, but yeah, so Jared Vanderbilt in this one, um, I had some concerns with him being able to stay attached to Steph. I had some concerns with picking up some dumb fouls because he does like have a tendency to reach or, or, or pick up dumb blocking fouls. Um, I had some concerns with the offense with him out there because of the way that they are going to play off of him. And that's going to continue. But look, man, that is one of the better defensive games an individual is ever going to have against Steph Curry ever like flat out like that. Uh, and and certainly a non Hall of Famer, right? Like, you might you might you might have some better games from like KD when he was when, when you know or, or or something like that. Some like some person who was put on planet Earth to play basketball. Um, Jared Vanderbilt is not in that class of player, but he had an incredible showing against Steph, and really changes the outlook of what the Lakers can do defensively. It. it it opens up a lot of what the Lakers can do now that they kind of have a plan A. So I was, you know, as you were, I'm sure, like I was to ask all week, like, who do you want on Steph Curry, right? And then, and my first response is always, it's a five-man operation. It's not one guy you throw on Steph Curry. But the guy yeah. I wanted was Jared Vanderbilt. And I mm-hmm. thought, because I, when I rewatched the Warriors-Lakers game, their final one, 
we had Dennis and Austin on him. Those were the two guys who threw on him. Jared Vanderbilt got him some off like screen actions, but it was mostly them two. So I predicted, I thought Austin Reeves would, but I love that we went right away to Jared Vanderbilt. And yep. the reason my reasoning was, and it came through tonight was like, you have no other responsibility tonight. Your responsibility is just run yeah. like hell with this guy. And he's picking him up full court. And Vanderbilt only played 25 minutes. It felt like he matched Steph minutes, right? It just felt that way. It felt like he was there for every single minute that Steph was on the floor. Steph yeah. played 37. So Steph there probably 12... felt that way. Yeah, and he's like picking him up, picking him up full court. And people are worried about him chasing. I think he's good enough. He's not like Dennis, but he's also like not like 6'1". So like... It's harder for him to get yeah. skinny around screens, but he get he gives enough back pressure. And him and AD, Anthony, as a defensive combination pairing, we don't really think of pairings as like in defense, but like their pairing defensively has enough of a track record now where I just love it. It's shut down Luka Doncic. It's shut down Brandon Ingram. It, not shut down, but it's done the SGA. job on those SGA. And now we're seeing with Steph. And you're not going to shut down Steph, but you want what you want to do is kind of control the shot diet that he works with, right? So tonight he goes four for 11 on twos. So that means his other, so he shot 24 shots. All the rest are from three for him. Like that's all mm -hmm. he's getting. He's getting the tough step back ones. And he hit some that like made me just like think like why, but like he's, <laughs> he's absurd. And a lot of those are like coming off like, you know, the, you, you chase him perfectly. You're right there with him, and just a little brush and he hits those and you got to live with them. But yeah, Vanderbilt's ability to like pressure him from behind and move him and him and AD to have that relationship where like they know when he steps up high, you know, AD has to be back. Or if, if he's kind of behind, AD has to step a little higher. I thought they played that two-man game perfectly. And you didn't really see a lot of that um, four-on-three action, right? You didn't see Looney and Draymond get yeah. a ton of those uh, advantageous situations that they got a bajillion possession against the Kings because um, the Lakers played that really well. So, no, Vanderbilt was fantastic. I I was hoping that they would throw him on Steph, and and I'm glad Darwin, Darwin did that. Yeah, I thought – so going into the series, and if you guys haven't checked it out already, uh, Aaron and I talked for like an hour and a half about the series, getting ready for it. And, um, you know, the one nice thing with Aaron and me as a combination, right, is this is his childhood team, and this mm -hmm. is obviously my childhood team, that the Lakers are a team that – you know, we, we both watch both of these teams about as closely as anybody watches any team. And so, I, I you know, if you haven't checked it out, I think we covered it about as well, or previewed it about as well as you're going to get anywhere. Um, but when he asked me, like, all right, what are your matchups? <clears throat> I said Vando on Steph right away. Because if you don't use Vando on Steph, you don't really have a purpose for Vando because he's going to clog up your offense. Maybe he spends some time... On Wiggins, maybe he Wiggins. spends some time on <clears throat> Clay, but you know, in 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 terms of like where he becomes a a game changer, it's what he's able to do on Steph. And tonight we we saw that he was able to change the game with what he was able to do on Steph. So him able him being able to play that way really opens up a lot of what the Lakers can do. They don't have to go as small as often, even though Ham and again like Ham. <laughs> Darwin, you're gonna kill me when, when Darwin, ideologically speaking, he wants to be smaller and more skilled. Like that's how he sees the game, and and you know, it, I'm not gonna criticize him too hard because I thought he coached an overall really good game, but mm -hmm. in that spot, in that you know, you you give up a 14-0 run as soon as you try to match up super small. And, and, you know, maybe some of it, maybe like six or so of those points came while Vando was on the court or whatever, but the Lakers, I thought like it's, it's a clash of identities. I, you, you, again, you don't really, you don't really understand boxing references, but <laughs> styles make fights in boxing, you know, and, and in fighting you have, you know, the, 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 the fascinating thing going into, and unfortunately like in boxing, because it's such a corrupt you know, uh, entity, you don't get like great fights between great fighters, um, enough in, earlier in their careers when they're in their primes, because like they want to stack up their record. And, and, and again, it's just a shitty organization, but like, like Floyd versus Pacquiao or something like that. Yeah. Like Floyd, Floyd Pacquiao should have happened like like way earlier than, than it finally did. And that was such a fascinating fight concept because Pacquiao is this, super aggressive boxer who 
you know, as soon as it's go, he's right off the line and he's in your face and he's trying to knock you yeah. out right from the get. And Mayweather is this counterpuncher and he's this like freaking surgeon and he's so good at the at the clinical aspects of of the beautiful sport. And and uh, you know, that's what made those fight uh you go back to Foreman and and um Ali, right? Foreman Ali was such a fascinating fight because for Foreman's approach was literally just like walk you down into the corner and then just turn and 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 one and two and one and two and then you know Ali famously said float like a, a, a butterfly sting like a bee right he was almost musical out there and the way that those the, these these fighters would would paint essentially on uh, in, in the ring was so beautiful to watch that take place and and that I kind of look at this series in much of the same way where you have you have the Golden State Warriors where it's float like a butterfly sting like a bee and then you have the Lakers as like the foreman just fucking boom and boom and boom you know and 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 I just think when when you look at when you look at uh Hart Ham's ideologies of the sport and the way that he sees the sport how he thinks it makes the most sense to him he looks at like the Warriors and he's like, he looks at Steve Kerr's like, man, that looks like really fun. Can I like, can I have some of your toys? You know, like you remember when you were a kid, you looked down at the other end and somebody had like a new Nerf and you're like, man, that looks like really fun. Can I borrow your super soaker? Like that's how he sees like so Dante DiVincenzo and, and Jordan Poole and those guys. He's like, man, I could play like all those guys at the same time. But, but like, but what he wrote, what he really needs to, to, to lean into is, is the Ruiz, is the Vanderbilts, it's LeBron and AD, and it's 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 Reeves who's bigger for his position when he's at point, and 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 Russell who's bigger at his position, and you just gotta you gotta lean into being George Foreman in this in this thing, and yeah, Ali famously beat Foreman, but also Foreman got one on Ali, so it's like I I I just think it's in in this one the I the notion of identity is going to be really key here, and every time. Darwin strays even just a little bit away from the identity that the team has very clearly told him, this is who we are. He strays even a little bit from it. You're going to see those quick 14-0 runs. And, and, and I thought tonight, like, he, he winds up not paying for it in a big way. They didn't lose. Yeah. But I, I do hope that one of the things he takes from him is like, okay, no more three small guard lineups. We won't do that again. <laughs> Well, yeah, I thought we overthought it a little bit because the Warriors went zone, right? They went zone for like two or three possessions, and then immediately we adjusted to that. So we threw in D'Lo for Vando, which I thought was like the really wrong move. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, that kind of messed up our defense as well. I thought Steph got a little bit loose. Vando was doing such a great job, and then he got Dennis on him, and I thought he can create a little space with that. Uh, but no, we're bigger, faster, we're stronger, and I think that's where we can really destroy them. It's funny, Looney had 20 rebounds tonight, but it just didn't feel that way like he had seven offensive rebounds i think he got like mm -hmm. four on one possession so mostly i think kept him off the boards but yeah. yeah it's gonna be interesting to see how where he goes he's already taken beasley out of the you know out of the out of the rotation and i thought dennis was a big part of this you know of this game as well i think our three guard lineup works against the warriors if at least lebron and ad are on the floor i think you can at least kind of get away with that and also how about dennis shooter just picking on jordan pool like just every single like i have jordan pool on me Give me the ball. And like we went yeah. to it. We're like out of timeouts. We're like, here, Dennis. And Dennis, like going to the basket, getting like layups on him, fouls. I thought Jordan Poole got a little frustrated. And then that three by Jordan Poole to like that to tie was like from 35 feet. I was like, oh my God, if that went in, I would have died on the spot. But uh yeah, yeah like it's, I think we're gonna have to play with it. Um, Rui's minutes, I think, are gonna really fluctuate because if if Vanderbilt's playing so well, we don't like to go to the Rui Vando lineup. That's just something we don't play very much so i think tonight what Rui finished with 11 minutes um this you know might be less of a Rui series just because of the vanderbilt combination that they don't like to put them together um might see it a little bit but i just think that's where we're going with this and if vando's playing this well you kind of have to stick with it um he was a plus eight which actually led our team uh tonight maybe Rui can get a little bit more involved i thought he hit his first two shots i thought he played pretty well I we went to him in the post a bit i think he had a turnover but yeah, I think this is kind of the rotation we'll stick with. Wenyan played four minutes, so basically barely anything from him. Uh, we're at this nine-man rotation, and most of these guys are, Anthony, what you're asking for, bigger, stronger dudes, right? We don't play anyone other than Dennis Schroeder, who's 6'1". Everyone else is, like, above height for their position. 6'4", like yeah, and the Warriors do play a ton of small people. D Dante DiVincenzo as well, try to get some minutes. 
How about Jermichael Green coming in and just hitting two threes? I was like, oh man, this dude hasn't played in like three weeks. That's kind of what I saw coming though. Like I, I, I had a feeling. He one, he always plays well against the Lakers. He's one of those True, random yeah. guys. And then, um, you know, I had a feeling that they would go to him. You know, they would try to steal a stint from him. Um, yeah. Because like the way that you counter AD being as effective as he is in the paint is put a spacer. Him, you know, have have him guard a, a spacer and. And yeah, and and he did hit he knocked those down. But it's a, it's a, it's also one of those things where it's like, did you watch you watch the the game seven um, on Sunday, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And um, remember, like that game started. Terrence Davis, Terrence Davis, it's like three threes. Yeah. And you're like, mm-hmm. you know, Kings fans are probably thrilled. Oh hell yeah, <laughs> way to go, Terrence! You do your thing. But every every person who like actually has rooted for their team in the playoffs more often than like Kings fans have say um they were like Terrence Davis Terrence Davis threes aren't going to get you to heaven the road to heaven isn't paved with Terrence Davis three pointers I'm just going to go ahead and that not working out particularly well for you. And lo and behold, in the second half, he was like, it's still my time to shine, baby. And he was just like, it's not going well, Terrence. Stop shooting, Terrence. And like, I, I, had a bet, I had a bet on the king, so I was like, sh- like yelling in my, my patio. My wife and my two kids were like, they were in a spa. And it like they were like playing there. It was a super cute moment. Like my, my little son's this little roly-poly child. Who's like <laughs> loving every second of being in the water, and I'm in the background, like Terrence, stop fucking shooting! <laughs> but like, I kind of feel like that's a, you know when when Jermichael Green was making his, I was like, you know what? Like if he makes yeah. a couple, whatever. But if if that lulls the Golden State Warriors in their offense, the juggernaut that is their offense, into thinking that Jermichael Green is an answer moving forward, good job. Let's let's keep going with that, guys. That that works for me. Um, all right. <clears throat> go ahead. No, I was gonna say, like, I was a little worried that we would like get baited into like Anthony Davis isolations a little bit against the Warriors, but the Warriors were kind of baited into isolating Andrew Wiggins, really, like strangely. Like, yeah. I knew like Wiggins would go into it, but we put D'Lo on Wiggins, and they were like, "Let's iso Andrew Wiggins," and that just let AD be like, "All right, I'm just playing free safety the whole time. I dare you to come in here. Every single shot is gonna be a step back fadeaway, and Wiggins hit like two tough step backs, but." Yeah, the the Warriors were kind of iso- were kind of baited into that as well. Steph tried to pick on D'Lo in screen actions, but Anthony, when there's only one guy to pick on, it's tough. Like it's tough to get yeah. one guy switch right, and D'Lo's really the only minus defender on that. Dennis is doing a good job. Austin, Vando, LeBron, AD. You're not asking for any of those others, dudes. So the only guy you're asking is for D'Angelo Russell, and that's tough to have only one matchup to pick on. And I thought that was a huge part as well um of the win tonight is that like the Warriors couldn't like against the Kings Steph could ask three people to come and set the screen for him and he's fine with it it's a buffet of defenders that he's more than capable no disrespect to the Kings but like there's like a buffet of defenders that you can go at the Lakers have a lot more options chicken on that team yeah exactly and the Lakers have more kind of defenders where you can't just pick on a singular matchup and that's why Steph had to get everything through his motion threes and he hit a ton of them but if that's their offense, you have to live with those. Like the Jamichael Green ones you talked about, Gary Payton Jr., we treated him like Dylan Brooks. Um, and it's interesting to see who they go to. I think they're going to go small like they did with Looney sitting out the rest of the game. I thought that opened them up a little bit. Um, but if you do that, that kind of has other factors where that gets AD going on offensive glass and stuff like that. So um, it's going to be interesting chess match, chess match going forward. Yeah, I <clears> – <throat> The nice thing here is the Lakers are now on schedule. They have set the schedule and, you know, kind of whatever. Obviously, you would like to win game two. I don't think they're going to win game two, but, but, you know, you would like to win game two here in Golden State and really get ahead of schedule. Um, There are some things I think that that Golden State might pick on a little bit more. Like, I I do think um, they got baited into attacking – D'Angelo Russell, but I think when they were when they started attacking him, it was usually kind of late in the clock because it took mm-hmm. so long to get to him. And we see that sometimes with LeBron, where he'll like against like Luke Kennard in last series, he would like he would use 15 seconds trying to get Kennard in isolation. Yeah. <clears throat> and by the time he actually got him in isolation, there wasn't enough time to go out and do anything about it. And it happened tonight, late in the game, where he was trying to get Clay in isolation and 
uh, finally got him, but he only he only had five seconds or so, and he had to pull that three at the top of the paint. And uh, and and so yeah, I think you know with with you know what what the Lakers are going to be trying to do here moving forward. I just heard my daughter screaming, so we'll see what what happens next. But um, but yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll kind of see what what the Warriors do to try to get D'Angelo Russell more involved early in their offense. And, and look, they, the other thing too, I said, you know, and, and, and it was pointed out, I'm not, I'm not alone in saying this, but Draymond Green has defended uh, Anthony Davis really well over the course of his career. And uh, down the stretch of that game, when the Lakers were really having trouble scoring, it was Draymond on Anthony Davis. And over the course of that game, when the Lakers were doing pretty well scoring, they were running their offense through Anthony Davis. So I think what the Lakers are really going to have to try to find a way to, to something to do, something more to do here is find a way to get Anthony Davis and even LeBron for that matter. Um, both mm-hmm. of those guys, I, I think those guys need to catch the ball in more motion than they caught it over the course of this game. LeBron, especially LeBron was it, late in the Memphis series. He, he had it figured out pretty well and, and, and they were really moving him around all over the place. But in this one, uh, for whatever reason, he was a lot more stationary, and he was a lot easier to defend. We won a game, Anthony, where LeBron goes nine for twenty-four from the field. He was one for eight on threes, and you know, I thought early on he settled for a lot of jump shots. I like that what his little adjustment, though, what he did was he stepped in right. He took some long twos instead of just firing away threes, so he hit mm-hmm. some long two jump shots, got in rhythm there. I think he can really score in the post in this series, like. You know, we've had a lot of yeah. jokes about about Dylan Brooks recently as deserved, you know, his situation. But he's a little bit more like heavier than Wiggins. I'm not saying he's a better mm-hmm. defender than Andrew Wiggins. It's just like I think LeBron can take Wiggins to the post in a way that he couldn't Dylan Brooks. And he was backing him down. And some of those he tried to like we had that Vando Winion lineup, which I liked. I don't know if he, like I really yeah. like that. I want to lean defense in the non-AD minutes, and we did that. We actually won those minutes, shockingly. But uh, he tried to force these bounce passes to, like, Vando and Wenyan in the paint, and there's just no room there. He had, like, three turnovers. Yeah. He can just put it – he he can just put Wiggins in the basket, and he did that a few times where he just got into the lane, little raise up, little layup inside the basket, and there's no shot – there's no shot blocking. Kevon Looney is not swatting your shot away. Draymond Green is not swatting your shot away. That's where LeBron can really just go up and finish – he had one play. D'Lo hit like a sick no look pass in transition, and he missed the reverse layup there, which yeah. I think he he was a little more open than he thought. Yeah. But I think he can get to the rim in this series, Anthony. Like, there's no reason he needs to take eight threes. Like, there's that that that's that's not necessary. I think in this in series, and I think that's a way for him to kind of load manage his game through throughout. But um, yeah, we'll see how how he can get going. AD was just pick and roll. Like, there's nothing stopping and. To me, D'Lo being able to be such a threat, I thought D'Lo was huge. Being able to get to the rim, little shot fake, drive, layups, while the Warriors made their runs. I thought his relationship with Anthony Davis, um, where AD can kind of get it on the pocket pass, was just, and AD hit all his floaters tonight, little jump hooks and stuff like that were all going for him. But I think that's the I think that's the play. Eight, LeBron in the post, AD off the of screen rolls, and make, make the Warriors go small on you. Make them take Kevon yeah. Looney out of the game. And then yep. you're and then you're in your own wheelhouse because this is where the Lakers can lock in defensively to me, um, and and you know really take a hold on this series. Yeah, I the, the Warriors went zone there mm-hmm. and, <clears throat> down the stretch of that game. And one thing that I would like to see because the Lakers have Russell out there and he's tall enough to throw it over the top of the top of their zone. Mm. And I would like you know LeBron I think was kind of looking back and like you know because this is. Look, LeBron has played this way for 20 years, so I understand why. But he wants to stand at the top and be able to look at the machinations of a defense, right? And what I think the Lakers need from him there is for him to flash middle so they can get the ball into the middle of the paint and force you know the middle of that defense to make a choice, right? Are they going to leave LeBron alone at the free throw line? Or <clears throat> are they going to... Uh, you know, leave AD with one fewer person down there underneath against a smaller group. But like what, when the Lakers see that zone, the Lakers really have to make a priority of sending somebody middle and the best person on the planet to send middle there is LeBron. Like that's the, that (laughs) there is no better person to send there because of his ability to either hit the free throw line jumper 
or you know get get to the rim or make the right read and find a shooter in the corner whatever um and i think the lakers are going to be better equipped when they see that zone next time because now it's on film and he's already seen it and and most importantly i think here the lakers have ball handlers whether that's reeves or russell um, who are tall enough to get the ball to lebron at the free throw line over the top of that like DiVincenzo Curry or Paul Curry uh, front line of defense there, or, or even I think Clay or Wiggins were kind of rotating into to guard the the free throw line when the when the zone was shifting, and if and if it's if it's Clay there against LeBron at, at that spot, they have to send extra help, and yeah, and that's where the the Lakers um, I think can start to pick apart the zone. So. Yeah, it's it, it was a, it was a really fun game, a fascinating game, one that I think uh, it, both teams I think really feel like they have some things that they can get better at, and only one team though walked away up one zero, and and that happens <laughs> to be the Lakers. So yeah, there, so there was a play. You, yeah, yeah. So I was gonna say there was a play where LeBron kind of bullied Clay in the post. And I was like, oh wow, like he just like put him in the rim, um, and with the zone. Anthony, we have zone busters. Like that's D'Lo yeah. is the whole point of what he makes his bread on is being able to hit shots. And there's no way you should be able to play a zone with D'Lo and Austin Reeves out there. They should nail. And mm-hmm. Austin, you know, wasn't as aggressive offensively tonight, but huge threes to put our lead from like three to six. Right? Yeah. Those are huge momentum kind of plays there. I think the I think the adjustment the Warriors are gonna do, and you saw this later in the King series, but you saw this early tonight. Where Steph's like, scrap all that motion crap. Like, scrap all that. Yeah, give me the ball. the ball. Give me the ball. And we're doing high ball screen. And to me, I know this might sound crazy, but this plays into our defense to me. Like, if you force that to become a two-on-two, that's really tough, right? Because now you have the Lakers can just key in on that. They, they know. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Davis is too good uh, to where, like, he's going to make sure that that shot's at least contested. Steph's obviously a, a unicorn of unicorns. But I think if they... Are, if they scrap their like regular motion stuff early, I think that's a win for us. I think that forces that means no one else is getting involved. That means it's a step ball screen, step back three, him trying to get to the basket, and we're just waiting there. Vando, LeBron, LeBron had like a swat on Steph tonight as well. Um, and to see him disengaged defensively, Anthony, like I'll I'll live with the shooting not being this to get the engaged defense that we're getting from LeBron. Um, but I think that's so interesting that going forward in the series. When does when does Steve Kerr just go to all right? This is just Steph on the ball time. Like we're we're scrapping all this Draymond post split stuff. Like Jordan Poole, you're not playing. Like we're just we're going straight up into just Steph with the ball. And I think that's the next next adjustment. I expect Steph to be a lot more aggressive um, in game two, just gunning his shots. That's yeah. you know they had their backs against the wall in game seven, and I think that whenever a team has their back against the wall, I think they kind of reveal what they believe is their like last you know yep uh shot in the holder and i think that's where steph is going to pull that um in game two so yep yeah yeah they cannot lose game two so that's going to be an interesting it's going to be a fun one this was a fun one i have to now uh try to figure out a way to fall asleep at a decent hour um (laughs) there's zero chance i'm getting any sleep whatsoever tonight thank you everybody for tuning in not just to this over the course of this show but also on playback as we went live for that uh, that was a blast as well. Again, the Lakers win this one, uh, 117 to 112, uh, and now have a one game to zero lead in this series against the Golden State Warriors. Take home court advantage, and and I think uh, take the game that they absolutely needed to take, and they are now on schedule. It's gonna be, whew, man, Raj. <laughs> 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 I'm going to record a lowdown. I'm going to try to fall asleep. And then we have a loaded day for you tomorrow. I'm not going to give away who all that I'm talking to and when I'm talking to those people because I don't want to jinx it. But this week and and throughout this series, you guys are going to love all the stuff that we produce for you. So stay tuned, subscribe, rate, all that stuff. I'm Anthony Irwin. That's Raj Chapalu. And I just had a heart attack. (laughs) 